Welcome to this week's episode of Financial Planning Explained. I'm your host, Mike Menninger, certified financial planner, owner and founder of Menninger and Associates Financial Planning. And I have with me uh, on, the, on the panel, uh, Kyle Ryan, who is also a certified financial planner and is one of the associates parts in our name here. <laughs> um, I'm delighted today to be talking about a very important topic called college planning called college planning. College planning doesn't really exactly fit in one of the six areas of financial planning, but my goodness, is it an absolutely important planning issue that many, many of you have to deal with, and especially with the incredibly rising costs of college. Uh, and, and what's happening to the economy today is we're finding a fundamental shift in the economy that a lot of students are graduating college and they're so strapped with college debt that they're unable to buy houses, they're unable to do anything because their college debt ends up being so big that it's like having their own mortgage for 20 years. So today's guest is Shelly Howard. And she started this business called College Ready, which does a litany of different things and it gets into the planning for college, it gets into the FAFSA, it gets into the, 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 the financial aid, and all of those different things. I'm excited about this, and what I decided to do, just in my preliminary interview to determine whether or not Shelly would be a good guest, it, we talked for like 45 minutes to an hour, and I'm like, holy cow, there's no way in the world I can get you in as one episode. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have two episodes with Shelly. So uh, today is part one. And so with no further ado, I would like to introduce Shelly Howard. She is the CEO and the founder of College Ready. Welcome, Shelly. Thank you for joining. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. It's really cool what got you started um, when we talked about this, what got you started but why don't you share with the audience what got you into starting your uh, college-ready business? Absolutely. So it was never on my radar, and it simply happened because my oldest child was in eighth grade, and he came home and he said, Mom, I know exactly what I want to do when I grow up. And I'm like, really? Because I know a lot of people are still have no idea. Huh. He says, yeah, I want to be a brain surgeon and I want to go to a top tier school. And like any other great parent, I turned around and I was like, oh, my gosh, what, what do I do with that? So I sought every piece of information I could get my hands on. And what I found is there wasn't a lot out there. So I went back to college and I got my master's degree and I started touring 25 colleges every semester. And I took him to his high school counselor and I sought financial advice. I talked to CPAs, I talked to advisors. I was a single mom going through this process, so I knew even if he could get into a top-tier school, how in the world was I going to pay for it? So my why simply became, I'm a mom who wanted to give my son his dream. And, you know, without going into the long, drawn-out details, I will tell you that there wasn't a lot of help out there. And I decided to run it as a business and to look at return on investment. 
I had already started six businesses at the time and I was a businesswoman. And I looked at it and took the emotion out and really looked at what is a good fit and what makes sense for the return on investment. So fast forward four years, my son had seven full ride offers, ended up at Harvard four years for free. That's $63,000 a year, he did not go into debt. And when he graduated, he made $108,000 his first job without any debt. So since then, he's gone on a medical school at UC San Diego and is now a orthopedic surgeon resident at UCLA. So he is living his dream and he is debt free. I've been doing this now 13 years. My second child is debt free. And I'm hoping number three will go debt free. So with a strategy and a plan, I've been able to help students all over the world understand from a return on investment, what is a good fit for them. Excellent. Well, first of all, congratulations to you on the success of your son. And I will have you know that that is very unusual for an eighth grader to be able to say, mom, dad, I know exactly what I want to do. From eighth grade until the time that I actually finally grew up, a couple of years ago, what maybe. Was that? Yeah, <laughs> I still haven't grown up. All right. So, <laughs> truth be known. Uh, that's fantastic. So, I actually wrote down the question So, did he actually become a neurosurgeon? But you told me that he ended up being uh, an orthopedic surgeon. So, he didn't exactly go neurosurgery, but hey, very, very close path to what he wanted to do in eighth grade. That's impressive. And to get a full ride, first of all, to get accepted into Harvard in itself is, you know, says a lot. To get a full ride says a lot. And it's ironic, too, that you talk about, um, you know, you were motivated by it. You've got the entrepreneurial spirit behind it. But you learned it because you had to learn it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that happens. That happens. And, and good for you. Congratulations. I think that's fantastic. So I think you said you have four children. Yes, I do. I have two that have been, I have a doctor and a nurse, and then I have one who left for college today as a freshman, and I have a high school senior. All right. Okay. Well, good luck. So where is your daughter going? uh, You said it's a daughter who just left yesterday? No, my daughter actually um, graduated. She's a registered nurse, a pediatric nurse. She went to University of Alabama and then to CBU and graduated with zero debt. Nice. And um, my third is our son, and he is heading off to San Francisco State to do news broadcasting. Okay. Totally different. (laughs) No kidding. I would say so. So far, well, I want to say three different. uh, First two are in the medical field. So what about your uh, fourth child, boy or girl? A girl, and she claims she wants to be an entrepreneur. So I told her it's not it's not for the the, the, the weak heart. heart. And so oh, yeah. she's a pretty tough cookie. So if anybody can do it, she can do it. Well, you know, you say you want to be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur comes from the heart, as you know, and you got to have the spirit, the drive, and the interest, and the courage. Because I think we all know, as entrepreneurs. You know, whether a business fails or doesn't fail, we also go through some very, very tough times. So tell me more about what you do with your business. Um, College Ready, you've been doing this for 13 years. Didn't you say you have seven employees or seven including yourself? 
Yes, I have a wonderful team and my team is spread out all over the US. Actually, one of really? them is actually in Oaxaca, Mexico. So okay. we are branching out international and that is because our local students now have cousins and aunts and uncles that are in other countries. So, and to speak of that, I just brought in a exchange student this year from Italy because I need one more teenager in my life. <laughs> and the fun part is we help students all over the globe find the best fit college and look at academic fit, social fit, and financial fit. We simply don't take a student who's good at math and tell them to go to MIT. Now, MIT is a wonderful school, but it's not a perfect match for every student. So we really focus instead of a brand name, we focus on making the student the best version of them. And that is helping them to build an academic platform, testing strategy, a passion with purpose standout strategy, leadership, extracurriculars, and then put it all together and help their families understand how to lower their FAFSA or EFC, yep. how to fill out their FAFSA and their CSS profile. And that's where our conversation met is I only advise, but I like to send them to professionals like yourself to, to really make those movements. I know what needs to be done, but I don't sell any financial products. Right, right. Now that's all, that, that's excellent. And so what I found pretty cool is that you do a lot of the things beyond what we do, but when you talk about college prep, there are so many things that get involved. I actually taught a course, um, and you know, stay in your lane, right? So I joke about it. When I was actually in college, and for a couple years after, I taught in high school. And I created a, an SAT math class. Well, okay. I could barely <laughs> grasp the English language. I'm not talking about the other side. In fact, so I used to have to get a, an English teacher to teach that. And so I saw the value and the importance of the SATs back then. But now when I'm working with clients, everybody has SAT scores. You got to be able to demonstrate where are you different. Or do you have a musician talent? Do you have athletic talent? Um, and what are, so what are the things that you look to teach your clients to train the student to become special? Give me some ideas of special to have somebody stand out. I call them good, better, and best. Because what it comes down to is a student wants to do well most of the time they just don't know how to do better or best. So that's what our focus is on. So for each student, now we start some students as soon as they promote from eighth grade because the FAFSA looks at the second semester of the sophomore year and the first semester of the junior year. So we wanna start with these students as early as possible to help nurture them while their family's getting their financial house in order. So when we start with an eighth grader, we're trying to help them figure out what are they passionate about? What would they like to see changed in the world? And they're still trying to figure out, you know, life. Of when course. we get a junior or a senior and they've been exposed to a little bit more, hopefully, we can talk about things like, what would you do if you woke up on a Saturday with nothing else to do? What would you like to see changed in the world and how can you lead others to create that change? Mm 
So we're really digging into what is their core value? Who are they? Why does it matter? And these are the things we start with to figure out how to get there. So not every student, I have four students, four of my, of my own children, every single one had a different process. So we create a standout strategy for every single student. It is a one-to-one -one custom strategy. So even for my twins and my triplets in my program, they all are working a totally different platform hmm. than just do this, do this, do this. Many people are like, just tell me what I'll have, what I have to do and I'll do it. It's not that easy. Colleges, you know, they, they want community service, but they're not wowed by feeding the homeless or tutoring. That's kind of a, an easy show up and sign up. Not that that's bad, that's good, but it's not gonna be, wow, I've never had a student do that. That's amazing. Right. I so then we help the student figure out what's better. Well, if you have a heart for maybe mental illness, you may have a heart for feeding the homeless because you get to interact with some of the mental illnesses they've gone through. Then you're at a whole nother level. Or maybe somebody in your family has mental, mental illness and then was homeless. Now we're really talking deep diving for that student. But that may not be the case. For some students, they may have a passion for animals and, and how they're being put down. It may be a, a student who has a passion for sports and how sports can, can help students get through life. So we first figure out what matters to the student, what is their core values, what are they truly deeply caring about, and then help them lead others to create that change because that's really where they find their standout strategy. Wow, that's, that's fabulous. Um, Shelly, believe it or not, we're up against a, a break at the moment. So if you'll stay tuned, we'll be back in just a moment. Have you saved enough for retirement? Are you financially prepared for an emergency or unexpected event? Have you thought about your financial future? Hi, I'm Mike Manager, founder of Manager & Associates Financial Planning. For over 20 years, we have been answering our clients' questions just like these as we develop unique and comprehensive financial plans tailored to meet their needs. When addressing your financial plan, we incorporate your entire financial picture, including taxes, estate planning, as well as investment planning and retirement planning. So call us today for a complimentary, no obligation consultation. A unique approach to financial planning. Welcome back to Financial Planning Explained, and I'm with my guest, Shelly Howard. Um, where we left off just a few moments ago, uh, you were talking about how you're helping the students identify I call it extracurricular social activities to try to set themselves apart. That in itself seems unusual and that will set them apart because I can't think of any ninth or 10th grader even thinking that beyond. And I have to imagine that it probably requires some level of coaching uh, with the parents too. 
Yeah, so the process is nothing anybody's teaching anywhere, not in their high school. If a family doesn't talk about it at the dinner table, these students are really not ready to have this conversation. So a lot of times I'll get families that say, you know, I have a great student, but they have no idea what they want to major in, no idea what kind of career, and I can figure it out honestly in about 10 minutes really? and I play, I play a verbal game with them and I give them a million dollars cash and finding out what a teenager would do with a million dollars cash is very eye-opening as to what kind of training they've had I've had students ask Siri Siri what am I passionate about I've had students talk about buying short-term rentals Wow. I, you know, you can get a really good feel for what's going on in sure. the world Interesting. if you give them a million dollars. <laughs> Interesting. I've had students buy yachts and planes and travel the world, and I'm like, wow, your million went a long way. <laughs> and so it comes down to connecting with these teenagers. Now, keep in mind, I'm not their parent asking them to do chores sure. or to do homework. I'm giving them their dreams. So they open up to me like no other. Yeah, it's pretty if interesting. they don't open up to me, there's nobody else who can help them. Yeah. So once you identify their passion, you know, you can go about looking for a school that might be the best fit for them. Now, how do you break it down, whether it's socially, what's the best for them? You mentioned MIT, just because you're good at math, MIT might not be the best fit for you. How do you balance what could be the right social environment for a student, what could be the right educational environment? And I'm sure there are other factors as well. Yeah, so we do this at a parent-student meeting. Most okay. of our meetings are just student consultant recorded and sent to the parent. Okay. Because we're also teaching the student interview skills, nonverbal skills, follow-up skills, accountability. And if a parent's on the call, they look at the parent and they want them to answer that question for them. Yeah. So therefore, we keep them separate. And that is very important. Now, at this particular meeting, we do bring in the family and we help them understand what is important to your family, the academic fit, the social fit, or the financial fit. Of course, we want it all. Let's be real. But like dating, I tell students, you have to prioritize. And they get a kick out of that and we have some fun and then we get serious. And typically the student will say social fit, academic fit, financial fit, and the parent will say financial fit, <laughs> academic fit, yep. right, right? So we're like, woo, all over the place. Then it is kind of a meeting of the minds where we have to get clear for that family how to prioritize. And at that point, we can easily find the best fit for them because now we are all on the same page. If they're looking for an academic fit, do they want to be the big fish in the small sea or the small fish in the big big sea? Social fit, do they want a, you know, a football school, basketball school, or do they even care about any of that? Financial fit, do they want to write a check or do they need need-based? These are things that need to be answered. Unfortunately, what's happened in our culture is we're allowing our 17-year-old to make a decision about a school based on a school name or maybe a football team, and nobody's talking about is it a good social or academic or financial fit, and that's why we're strapped with debt. And that is my mission. My mission is to reach a million students 
a million families and let them know it's time to have this conversation before they apply. Most families say, we'll figure it out if they get in. And I'm saying that's a hard conversation if they get into Harvard and can't afford Harvard. What message are you sending to that student? Those are the conversations I'm encouraging my families to have. Now, I've heard a lot of people say, have your dream school and have your, um, I'll take it school and then the ones in the middle. What's your thoughts on that? We do. We have reach schools, we have comfort schools, and we have safety schools. But we have a strategy. We don't, we don't just pick them randomly. So our dream schools, are, I think every teenager should have a dream. I, 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 that's just my belief. My son never planned on Harvard. That was kind of to throw it back in my face, I believe, because I kept saying, you could be anything you want to believe. And he's <laughs> like, there's no way, Mom. And I'm like, so I think he applied there just to prove to me he couldn't get in. And when he got the acceptance, he made me call to see if it was America's Funniest Home Video. <laughs> he still didn't believe he got in. So I, I want students to have that, that long shot. And then the comfort is academic fit, social fit, financial fit. It's comfortable for that student to not only get in, but be successful. And safety, they will get money at those schools. And we will leverage that money to get money elsewhere. So we use it as a financial leverage, huh. not just a safety place. And that is how we were able to get our students $10.7 million in 2021. Oh, just in one year? One year, 61 wow. students. Wow, that's impressive. Congratulations on that. Well, actually, congratulations to your 61 <laughs> students. I always thought that the safety school, and I was thinking it from an academic perspective of the safety school is the one, well, yeah, I know I can get into that one. Um, as opposed to my reach, well, I'd love to be able to get into Harvard or MIT, but I don't know if academically I can. And, you know, then maybe the middle schools will be the local universities or the safety school could be the local state school. Now, what do you think and how do you feel about the going to a community college while a student, you know, a lot of people don't plan this early. Now, let's be practical. We see it all the time. I, I love the idea, personally, of going to a community college to be able to start putting credits under your belt because it's a lot of your basic courses that you have to take no matter where, core courses, until it helps the student figure out where they want to go, what they want to do, and it keeps the price tag down. How do you feel about that? So it's a very hot topic right now. And I will share, it depends on geography. In California, 6% of students who started a community college finish an education. Wow. Is that it? Are you Six. serious? Is that because the community college system isn't as good in California? Or no, is it more of a social thing? No, it's because our schools are so overcrowded. Oh, really? Everybody wants UCLA, UC Santa Barbara, UC San Diego, San Diego State. So our schools are so inundated that our kids at those schools can't get credits. It's too overcrowded. So they go to the community college, take all of their core classes. Well, they're motivated and they will crash and they will fight and claw and get that class 
so they can graduate. Well, the ones at community college who are kind of not sure what this is all about, and their parents are like, if you want to live in this house, you better go to college. They're like, I'm sorry, I couldn't get my classes. I'm going to get a job. And then they make money, and then they eat real food, and then they never want to be poor again. And it's a tragedy we're seeing. Our California state schools are capping the units at 16 units a semester. Capping? You can knock it out in four years. Wow. So that's silly. So that almost sounds like a money-making scheme for the schools. It takes six years to get a four-year degree at our best state schools in California. Wow. That's. I thought 18 like, was always the, the limit. A year, limit. I mean, I did 2021 20, most of my semesters, but I just, but they're putting, so I don't understand it. They're setting it up to fail. So they're, they're setting up the system so that you can't graduate in four years. That sounds silly. So it's a reality. My California state school students, they have to take summer school and winter school in order to make it out in four years. If a student wants to do an internship or a student wants to study abroad, that, that can't happen for them. And it's very frustrating. I, I'm five generations from California, so I'm passionate. I paid taxes here. My kids grew up here. Now, this problem is not the same in Minnesota, Nebraska, Iowa. Huh. It's not the same issue. And so I have to be careful to remember that I have students outside of California. So it can work if you have a system that can support it. Our system in California is not, I have teachers that teach at college that tell me truly what is going on. And they are confirming everything that my students are telling me. That's a tragedy. So we have to be careful to talk straight across the board because for our students here, it's detrimental. They are better off to go out of state to a community college than they are to stay in state wow. to at a community college. That's a travesty. Um, we are wrapping up our first episode. Uh, what I would like to be able to do when we come back for our second episode is to be able to talk more about the application process and financial aid. Financial aid is a big topic because it doesn't matter what school you want to go to, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. Or, like you said with your children, they came out debt-free. Any student today that comes out of college debt-free is a unique and unusual student. Don't have to be debt free, but let's figure out a way. Let's talk about the the financial aid, the grants, the scholarships and stuff like that. We're going to talk more about that in our part two episode. So, Shelly, thank you for joining me for this first episode. Um, We'll see you soon. To all our viewers, thank you very much for joining us and uh, we will see you on the next episode of the College Planning with Shelley Howard. So this concludes our first of two. Um, See you next week.